United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Dr. Mary Glantz is Senior Advisor on Russia and Europe at the Russia and Europe Center for the United States Institute of Peace. She was a career member of U.S. Foreign Service, detailed USIP as State Department Fellow prior to her retirement in 2022, here to discuss Russia, Ukraine, and all that's going on there. Dr. Glantz, good morning. Good morning. Wonderful to have you. Um, we seem to be at a, a bit of a stark moment here in the Russia v. West stare down. Yeah, it um, it definitely things are definitely very challenging right now with Putin um, threatening nuclear war, annexing those countries, and with Ukraine continuing to make massive gains on the ground. It's definitely a point in the war when everybody's holding their breath to see what might happen. Something I've noticed, and I wonder if you if if you agree with this, is there doesn't seem to be. I mean, leading up to the war in Iraq and the attack on Afghanistan, there was like a a, a sort of gung ho ness. So like, this is this is right. This is just. We must do this. This time around, with with in in this conflict, there seems to be a a sort of a, a standing back, a saying, uh, you know, this is bad. Hypothetically, this could get much worse. We're not really sure where this is heading, but there doesn't seem to be that rush to get into it. I think I've noticed. I think there actually is a lot of support for Ukraine because I think people are very alarmed that mm-hmm. in this day and age, um, a neighboring country will just roll over and um, conquer and demand the territory of a neighbor that I mean that would upset the entire international system and then you hear all the reports of the atrocities coming out of Ukraine so I do get the sense that there is a lot there is a big a fairly large amount of support for Ukraine in this country and you certainly see that in the amount of um, money and weapons that we're giving to Ukraine I think the concern is that as opposed to those wars where we were fighting against terrorist organizations and other things here we're actually um, funding um here we're actually supplying weapons to a country that is defending itself against a nuclear great power mm-hmm. um and that i think raises the stakes for some people you have to be a little more cautious you have to think carefully about what you're doing but i don't think that it's actually limited the understanding that if something's not done against russia you will upset the international order and that's a threat to everyone. Mm-hmm. Indeed, even though Ukraine is not a NATO member, so there aren't those Article 5 considerations, but there seems to be right. talk around that saying there still must be a response if. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not an Article 5 member, but it is a sovereign, independent, you know, a sovereign independent country whose borders were recognized by the members of the United Nations. And that respect for sovereignty and territorial integrity is at the, is at the heart of everything that, that, we rely upon to maintain peace and order in the world today. What did you make of the annexation? I thought that the annexation was, um, well, first of all, it's meaningless in terms of international law. Um, we don't recognize its um, occupation, its annexation. Nobody, I think, really recognizes the annexation of those territories. They're part of Ukraine. They're not part of Russia, despite what Putin says. I think what it shows is that Putin is getting a little bit desperate with regard to the people on his right, the so-called Russian military bloggers, there are ultra-nationalists in Russia who have been very critical of the way that this war has been prosecuted and have been very critical of the military leadership, if not Putin himself. And so he's, I think, been feeling a lot of pressure to show some victories, to so- show some gains and some seriousness in this war. 
It was startling to see the exodus of Russians out of Russia when that um, when, when the call up went out. It absolutely well. On the one hand, it was startling to see it because um, because it, it's odd to see that sort of thing, um, and it was startling because who would have thought? I mean, Putin declaring a partial mobilization again—that's a response to the critics on his right. But it's something that I think everybody watching this war knew from the very beginning was going to be deeply unpopular in the country. You know, he had to call it a special military operation. He had to pretend like it wasn't affecting the lives of Russians, and suddenly he had um, suddenly. Suddenly he said, no, we're going to call you up and we're going to force you to go fight in this special military operation. And people just fled. And that I think that was startling, that, that the whole thing happened was somewhat startling. Indeed. Um, what did you make of Putin's speech the other day? Um, his speech was very bellicose, but it was in line with what we've... So I think the underlying thing that I've seen with this annexation, with the mobilization, with everything else, is that Putin is feeling pressure from the right, as a, the military bloggers, the the far the ultra patriots in his party, and this speech was sort of um, a concession to them as well. It was a way to say, "Look, I am taking this seriously. Um, I am going to do everything I can to win this war and to accomplish everything." Um, and I think it was also a warning to the West to try and scare us off from supporting Ukraine because what we're doing in Ukraine is working. And so he wants us to stop doing that so that he can um, wrap this up and go home. Um, and that's why he was so bellicose in his speech. How significant, Dr. Glantz, is it that Germany is wobbly again? I th- it's important that it's significant in that um because what's happening in ukraine is working because the support that we're giving ukraine the military support the political support is working it's actually forcing putin to recognize that you know um that it's not going to be easy to just have his way with these other independent states so germany's um germany's support for this effort is absolutely vital because we need a united europe and a united nato um, so far, they've been um, so far they've been very so far they've been doing what they need to do in terms of supporting Ukraine and in terms of supporting their effort against Russia. So it's important; it's very important that they continue to do this. And the atrocities. Uh, it's the, that investigation has been ongoing. Where, where? I mean, there's so many of them. So, so many atrocities. So many investigations into atrocities. Where is that process, and where is it heading? Do you believe? So first, the in terms of atrocities and um, crimes, the invasion itself was a violation of international law. So from the very beginning, this has been a violation. Um, these other war crimes, every time Ukraine liberates a city or a village, they're finding signs of war crimes. And this includes that, Ru- that Russia forces have indiscriminately targeted civilians. They've shelled hospitals, schools, apartment blocks. They've committed sexual violence, not just against women, but also men and children. They've tortured and executed civilians, and they've kidnapped thousands of Ukrainian children and forcibly deported them to Russia. So as the Ukrainians are liberating each of these areas and seeing each of these crimes, international teams are going with them or following closely behind them, and they're gathering up the evidence. Um, and they've they report they found compelling evidence of genocide against the Ukrainian people. Right now, it's an evidence gathering process. It's it's um, 
there's not much else that they can do other than gather evidence, though they have noted that the genocide convention um, that we're a party to and that uh, most of the countries in the world are a party to does require that you do something not just to prosecute and to punish genocide, but actually to prevent it. And I think this is another very important reminder for um, why we need to remain strong and steadfast in supporting Ukraine as they defend themselves, because um, these atrocities show that this is something that must be stopped. Dr. Mary Glantz, Senior Advisor, Russia and Europe Center for the U.S. Institute of Peace. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Really good to talk. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.